P-I-V-O-T. I'm going to put that in all caps, like my shirt says, ta-da, in all caps. P-I-V-O-T. How do you know when you stay too long? How do you know when you're worn out your welcome? How do you know when you let the Negro know too much about you? How do you know when you let that hater behind girl that's holding up your crew, how do you know when you let the hater stay in your crew too long? How do you know when you've been wearing the same hairstyle for too darn long? How do you know when you need to go ahead and let that 1984 Gucci handbag that's peeling off at the top, how do you know when you need to let it go? How do you need to, how do you know when it's time to let go of that size six dress you've been trying to squeeze your fat butt in for the last 10 years Talk about I'm going to lose weight? How do you know when you need to go up a size? How do you know when you need to go ahead and change jobs and get rid of those racist white folks that you've been working for? How do you know when you need to go ahead and pivot and stop doing that stupid, dumb idea of a business that you came up with all by yourself without running it by any of your girlfriends? Is this a good idea? Is this a good idea for me to do this business, creating a new lotion for people's ashy feet? Or should I just go ahead and let the people that are over there at, at Neutrogena have it? How do you know when it's time to tell your girlfriend, girl, you know, what? you don't look in that outfit. Stop wearing it all the time. How do you know when it's time for you to say, you know what? This dream job that I had for myself, it just ain't working out for me. How do you know when it's time to say, girl, you know, I didn't try to take the bar 15 times. Now I think I'm going to take it for a 16th time. Bitch, leave the bar alone. You ain't going to pass it. Okay. This episode is about what? What's the question of the day for this next 30 minutes? How do you know when to pivot? If you are listening to me, if you're under the sound of my voice, let me just tell you something. I'm the kind of person that I don't like to just give advice. I'm trained in it. When I became a lawyer, this is what I learned. You are a called an attorney. No. For those of you who need to learn the difference between an Esquire and a JD is this. An Esquire has a license, a bar card to practice law. When you see Nianza L period more comma ESQ period, that is short for Esquire, which means I am an Esquire. I am licensed to practice law. If you see somebody with their name, Nianza L period more comma J period D period, all that means is I would have a doctor of jurisprudence, but my dumbass didn't pass the bar or my smart butt realized after I took the bar and flunked it that I didn't even need to take the MF no more because it wasn't meant for me to be a lawyer. Now, These people, there's a pivot time and a non-pivot time. If you're the kind of person that's like, okay, the first time out the gate when I tried my dream job and making foot lotions, I didn't put all I had into it. I didn't decide to go ahead and hone my craft. I didn't do all the research on what the best chemical construction would be about what makes you look less ashy, what types of oils to use, what types of mixing to use, what type of fragrance is more pleasing. I didn't do any test runs. I didn't do any moisturizing classes. I didn't go to any scientists. I just decided to try to find somebody else's lotion and put my label on to say, can I buy your product? You know, kind of like Kyle Richards did when she's in the Housewives of Beverly Hills talking about she's a designer. No, girl, you're not a designer. You took some South Asian Indian woman's cultural appropriation of caftans like Tori Burch did back 25 years ago and decided to take some black girl style and create it your own and call it so-and-so by Kyle. It ain't by Kyle. It's by the Indian woman who just you just want to put your name on. For those of you out there. With these fake fantasies of jobs that you're not really cut out for, pivot. 
Who cares if you've already put in 10 years of trying to hone your craft on something? It's okay if you put in 10 years. You cannot keep throwing good money after bad. Stop spending good hours of your life after something that ain't going nowhere fast. If you're in a relationship, let's go. We're going to go with this in three phases. First, we're going to talk about it with your friends, your whack-ass friends out there. Then second, we're going to talk about it with your whack dude or your whack homegirl that you're dating. And then the third thing, we're going to talk about your professionalism, okay? So the first thing we're going to talk about first we're going to talk about your whack friends now let me tell you something there comes a time in your life when you need to pivot I'm going to use my own life as an example because I don't like to talk about other people you know you know that girl Dr. Heavenly on the on married to medicine all she does is talk crap about all of her friends that are on the show that she pretends that she's actually friends with I don't have to talk crap about my friends because my friends are perfect <laughs> I'm just telling you every last one of my girlfriends they're all perfect because I see them as perfection so when I decide to talk about pivoting I'm going to use my own life as an example so I'm going to talk crap about myself. So if I decide that I want to do something, let's just take, for example, me deciding that I wanted to run for the United States Congress. It's not like I put like five or six years worth of thought into that. No, I didn't. I put about five or six hours worth of thought into it. Then I called up my best friend, Jermaine. Then I called up my other best friend, Julia. Then I called up my other girlfriend, Shanidria. She wasn't my bestie at the time when I was trying to run because her first response was, well, girl, I already promised my loyalty to somebody else who said that they might run. I was like, well, shit, you ain't my bestie. Sorry for the curse. And I was like, well, okay, got, got your number. That's fine with me. You can go ahead and support that other girl if she decides to run. And then the other girl decided not even to run for the position. All right? That girl decided to go ahead and lie on her application, run for something else in a totally different city, and then she won that position. Then my homegirl was like, okay, girl, I'll support you now. That's fine, girl. Whatever, girl. If you thought I was on your B team, that's fine. But Jermaine and Julia said, girl, you really want to run for Congress? I was like, yeah, there's a whole lot of crap that needs to be changed. I'm the chick that can do it. They're like, okay, girl, we got your back. Now, they knew that I could do the job if I won the position. That's fine. I knew I could do it too. I can do any job. I try because I'm not a failure. Failure is not an option for me. Whatever I do, I'm successful at it because I put my heart into it. So then when I was running for office, I didn't realize the level of lyingness, the level of shenanigans, the level of charlatans and all of the thievery and all of the, all of the, all of the, all of the worst people in the world are engaged in politics. The biggest liars, the biggest cheaters, the biggest backstabbers, the biggest turncoats, the biggest disloyal people are ever, they're all in politics. I was like, ooh, I'm not down for this because I'm too much of a truth teller. So when I was on my campaign, I was like talking that good stuff, not talking that talk, talking that talk, talking that talk, what the people needed to hear. So I was just giving it to them left and right, left and right, left and right, left and right. The powers that be, they were like, girl, well, now we don't want you to say it like that. I said, yeah, but that's how I meant it. Yeah, but we need you to say it like this and we need you to change this. And we need you to back backtrack on this. We need, I said, oh, this ain't for me. So then I told my besties, okay, yeah, I could win this game if I really wanted to, but I don't want to be involved with a whole bunch of liars. And this just really isn't my passion after all. I'm going to finish this race because I don't get in stuff and then just quit. I ain't a quitter. So let me just get out of this race and be like, okay, been there, done that. Then everybody was like, girl, Girl, we loved you running for office, but we love you more even now that you're on the radio because you're talking that real, real. You're giving us that real Nyanza. I'm like, shoot, I was giving you that real Nyanza beforehand. I wasn't giving you no fake Nyanza. Nyanza is real 100% of the day, period. So 
They loved my realness. So then I did my radio show. But I wasn't supposed to do a radio show. I was just supposed to be doing my Girl Get Your Act Together podcast, baby. Because that's what God intended for me to do. Because my flashiness, okay, my Gucci-ness, my diamond and my drip and my swaggeriness is not for everybody. So for those people, I implore them to pivot. If I'm not your cup of tea, then baby, pivot. It's okay. Because what I've learned is that I like to be who I am. So when I ran for Congress and I told my base, I was like, yeah, I'm about to lose, but I don't really give it crap. I don't care. I'm not going to try to raise no more money. Any more money that needs to go into this campaign, I'll just pay for what I want to myself. And that's what I did. I was like, I got my own loot. I got my own money. I can do what I want. So I paid for my own stuff. So then I lost the election. And I was like, okay, that's great. At the same time I lost the election, Hollywood come calling. Hollywood come calling. Hollywood come calling. Hi, Nyanza. We would like for you to be on a show. We want you to audition for the Real Housewives of Houston again. I'm like, no, I'm not doing that mess. I don't care about that mess. Okay, that's fine. We want to do the um, the black women of greater Houston. We want it to be African. Okay, that's fine. I'm not doing that mess either. First of all, I'm not Nigerian. How do you plan on doing that? My name is African, but I'm not. I'm not a thirsty thought. I'm like, I don't have to be on the housewives to be famous. I don't want to be famous. I never wanted to be famous. So my best friends were like, okay, girl, both of them. Julie and Jermaine both said, okay, nah. What you need to do is this. Now, I'm, I'm talking about my besties because they both are successful judges, okay? These are my lawyer besties that are elected judges one is a criminal judge. One is a family judge. They're both gorgeous and beautiful. Hands down, the most beautiful judges in each of their districts. One is Dallas County. One is Harris County. And both of them are banging. One is an AKA. One is a Delta. I'm surrounded by greatness. Whatever. Anyway, so those girls, they're, they're who I look to when I need to be like, okay, 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 B, tell me what time it is. They said, Nyanza. Both of them, independently of each other, said Nyanza. I know the news people want you back on the news. That ain't where you need to be. Just tell them no. I said, girl, you speaking my language. I told them no immediately. Don't call me no more. How I like to say no to people is that when they text me asking me, do you want to come on the show? I just don't respond. <laughs> I just like, look, looking at my phone. Oh, a text. Hey, we want you on the show tomorrow. I put the phone down like I don't see it. Oh, somebody else. Hey, can you make an appearance? I put the phone down like I don't see it. Because you know what happens? Let me tell you something. When I decide to make a change, when I decide to pivot from something, one thing that I focused on for two and a half years, I was focused on running for United States Congress, okay? That's two and a half years out of my life. Now, when I decided not to go on television on a reality show to make some other white people even richer, then I decided, okay, if I have a show, it's going to be my own show. That's number one. Number two, I don't need a parade of women around me to make a show. No, I don't. That's why I was like, okay. Then I have another one of my girlfriends that I love so much that I met when I was on my campaign trail. Her name is Monica. So Monica is like right up there on the level of wisdom where I give to Jermaine and Julia. But since we've only known each other since my campaign day, she cannot be at the same level just by year default. So anyway, so Monica was like, hey, Nye, I have a spot um, as general manager of the station. I would like to offer you your own show. I thought to myself, 
Yes, yes, yes. This is what God wants me to do. So I said, okay, I'll do my own radio show. She said, we have a two-hour spot. I said, okay, I'll do two hours. She said, so what's your radio style going to be? I said, I will talk for the entire two hours. She said, are you going to have any guests? I said, for what? Now, I already knew myself. I know what I'm bringing to the table. I know I'm never on the menu, honey. I'm usually sitting at the head of the table. If I tell her I just need two hours to fill the time, then I'm going to put in the work. I'm going to hire the people. I'm going to get the right producer. I'm going to make the right whatever. I'm going to focus on that. Well, what happened last night, let me tell you. Last night, I had a conversation with my blood sister, Nicole, for about two hours on the phone talking about something else I had been focused on on like a sideway for like 20 years, okay? A 20-year goal that I said, by the year so-and-so, I need to be at this level. Well, in 2020, I did not reach where I should have reached at the time where I was trying to go after that particular goal. I said, okay, now the haters were able to block my little stride. I was like, okay, since the haters are trying to hold me back. Okay, since the haters are trying to. See, here's what I learned. You can have your own goal to be successful at whatever you want. But don't worry. The demons are always watching. They're always watching and waiting and praying for your demise or your failure. They're praying for you to be unsuccessful. So for every night while you're praying to God, Allah, Jesus, whomever it is, I'm praying to Jesus. For every night that you're saying a prayer to Jesus for him to bless you, to bless your new endeavor, to bless your new undertaking, to bless your new dream or your new goal or whatever it is that you want. For every single prayer that you're sending up to God, he's hearing the same haters talk crap about you in a room full of people that don't even know you, dropping bad knowledge and bad juju on your name, trying to make sure that the demons are all out there trying to put out all of their demonic, satanic, hateful, spiteful, demonic, devilish ways, trying to block your blessing. But let me tell you something about the haters. You ain't got to worry about them haters, baby. Your haters make you greater. If you learn to never focus on your haters, the only time you need to focus on your haters is when they actually reveal themselves to be on the spiteful level that becomes dangerous. Hmm, what do you mean by that, Nyanza? Well, let me explain to you. I'm so glad you asked. I'm so glad you asked. What do you mean by that? Nice. You see the sign I'm holding up? It's got a question mark. What I mean by that is when your haters become dangerous is when they take calculated steps to destroy you. Take, for example, my own life, which is always the best example. So during my campaign, during my failed congressional campaign, which was meant to fail because God had a greater. Who wants to be a congressman? First of all, that sucks. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. During the middle of my campaign, I was winning. The poll show, I was knocking, I was knocking the heads off of all those dudes on the side of me. First of all, they were dumb. 
Number one, they were too dumb to be at the same table that I was sitting at behind that preposition because they didn't realize how many brains I had inside of this pretty face, okay? You can't get wrapped up in the pretty packaging, but when there's a big old brain about the size of Tutankhamun's brain wrapped up in pretty packaging with a whole bunch of lashes on, flittering, that can memorize anything in about five seconds and knows everything, and when your opponents all say, oh, you won that debate. I know I won that debate. You didn't have to tell me. <laughs> I know I when I, I know I won the day when I said, "Hello, my name is Ni Attorney Nianza Elmore." That's when I won when I said my name. So for my haters, when when the haters got too hateful, they filed a lawsuit against me in the middle of my campaign. Yes, this is what haters do when haters become dangerous. This is when you know that you're successful. When people go out of their way to try to seek to destroy you. God will do a means of giving a force field around you, which I call a hedge of protection. It's kind of like a wall that you can see through, but you cannot penetrate. So every weapon formed against you won't prosper if you listen to God. So I'm always tuned into what God has for me and never what my haters has for me. Because baby, let me tell you something. When that hater tried to sue me, no, he didn't try to sue me. He actually sued me. He filed a lawsuit against me, sent the lawsuit to CNN, sent the lawsuit to TMZ, sent the lawsuit to MSNBC and the Houston Chronicle, sent it to them and served everybody with the lawsuit except for me. <laughs> he served everybody the lawsuit papers. The Houston Chronicle was down there at the courthouse waiting for the temporary restraining order, gag order against me, and I'm not there, and I'm a lawyer. Which means because I'm a licensed lawyer, that means the State Bar of Texas will tell every single person in the universe where to find me, when to find me, how to find me, and how to serve me. So if I'm like at home and I don't get served and there's like a trial going on about me and then I lose the trial because I'm not there, but the Houston Chronicle calls me, no, direct messages me on Facebook because they're so professional. The Houston Chronicle is so professional that they inbox me on Facebook. Hey, do you have any comment about this? And I was like, about what? No. And I was like, moving on. Didn't even care about it. I said, well, that's some bull crap. God's got it. So what did I do? I pivoted. People were calling me like, girl, you okay? I said, girl, why wouldn't I be okay? <laughs> I don't care about getting sued. I'm a lawyer. I sue people every day for a living, honey. I sue them every day for a living because I'm smart. I hire lawyers to represent me. So what did I do? I pivoted. I didn't pivot off my campaign. No. Then I started spanking their butts even more, giving them those speeches that they couldn't stand because they couldn't shut me down. Because guess what happened? God said, I'm going to have the last laugh. And while all y'all are thinking about suing and thinking about trying to get at Nyanza, trying to block her blessing, Nyanza, I have a bigger, I have a bigger prize in store for you. And so now... I'm going to go ahead and have the Court of Appeals and the 14th Court of Appeals issue a judgment against that Negro that tried to sue you. And with the whack Houston Chronicle thinking that they're a real newspaper, we're not even going to tell the Houston Chronicle. We're going to go ahead and have Bloomberg News, national law, put it in the newspaper that there was a judgment in favor of Nianza Moore against Derek Reed and his campaign and that they lost, that all of those claims were dismissed. All of them were dismissed forever with prejudice and he has to pay me back a whole lot of coins. So 
I'm waiting for $25,000, a check to be written by Derek Reed and deposited into my campaign account. I mean, you could just go ahead and write me a check. Actually, I wouldn't take no check from you because you probably don't have any money. I think I need to go ahead and get some cash ins. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap up and tell you all about this pivot. So since I pivoted, so now I'm going to be getting $25,000 large from the person who thought they were going to try to shut me down. Able to go ahead and probably buy, I'm not going to buy a Birkin because I already got all the stuff I want. I'm probably going to go ahead and charter another yacht or whatever. I'm probably going to get it. I'm probably going to get a Bentley and call it my, my, my listen, I'm going to call it, probably call it the Derek Reed Bentley deposit. <laughs> anyway, so you have to learn when to pivot. I'm going to go ahead and take a quick pause here so we can pay for some of these bills. And then I'm going to come back here and tell you how to pivot when you have whack friends in your life that you need to get away from. Because I pivoted against some people when I sent out my birthday invitation that just went out for my 50th birthday. Black and white affair. Baby, is going down. I'm spending thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars for the black and white affair. And I'm going to show you how I pivoted on some of my friendships. And I hope that some of my haters are listening because you thought you was my friend, but you're really my friend to me, honey. And I think you thought I didn't know, but I bet you know now because you didn't get the invitation. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to play a little game. Now, pivoting. There's a question mark. Now, birthday parties. Now, I'm going to talk to you about friendships, all right? Now, I got all my friends on different levels. Everybody's friendship is different. If my friends, when I send out an art, now, when I just told you I had this fabulous 40th birthday party, anybody who knows me, Knows that when I throw a party, you're not going to have to pay for nothing. Not nothing. I'm using a triple negative. Not a single thing. The only thing that you're paying for at this year's party of mine is your own valet because the postal hotel is too expensive for me to pay for your $15 valet. No, I'm going to pay for all your top shelf liquor. I'm going to pay for all of your surfing turf. I'm going to pay for you to have the best darn dazzling time of your life. And it's going to be black tie. It's going to be the black and white affair. So let me tell you this, ladies and gentlemen. There have been some changes in my life over the last 10 years. I'm going to tell you how, excuse my language, if, you're, if you have children in the room, tell them to get out. If you're at your desk listening to me without your headphones on, put on your headphones because I'm going to tell you this. This is how a real bitch pivots on friendships. All right. Everybody that got invited to my 40th birthday party will not be able to make it to this round on my 50th. Okay. Now. Some people, you have to make a decision. How will you decide to let people know that they are no longer going to have a front row seat to your life? You do it by your invitation list. Now, I think two things are in very poor taste. Number one, it's a very poor taste to ask somebody why they didn't receive an invitation. Don't call me asking me, hey, girl, I didn't see my invitation. Don't call me asking me that. I'm like, yeah, girl, I know. What I've learned at 49.99 since my my birthday is actually August 24th. What I learned at the ripe old age of 49.99 is when you don't receive something, I'd no longer make up an excuse to make you feel better about asking me a dumb question. Number two, when you say, hey, girl, um, it wouldn't let me add a guest. On the RSVP. I'm trying to add my guest, but it wouldn't let me. Don't call me and ask me, hey, girl, can I bring somebody? Hey, hey, homie, like with my guy friends. Hey, homie, can I bring somebody? The answer to that is, are you stupid? 
Did you think I wanted to pay for liquor and food for somebody that I've never met before in my entire life at my 50th birthday party where you know good and well you don't have to pay for anything? You're going to drink all of the top shelf liquor that you want and I don't even drink liquor. Do you hear me? I don't even eat steak. I'm a pescatarian, but I'll be serving steak. Do you hear me? I don't even eat yard bird, but I'll be serving yard bird. Do you hear me? So... If you have an, a guest invitation to a party like that and there's only room for one, then come by your damn self or don't come. Or maybe, maybe you can just let your friend come on your invitation and you stay your dumb butt at home, dummy. Here's another thing. All right. Here's number three. If you're, if you need to, this is how you pivot from dumb friends. Okay. Cause some of my friends are showing me exactly that. Maybe you don't need to be around for 51. Maybe I invited you to 50, but you should have been dropped off at, at, at 49.9 because you're too stupid when you got my invitation that your dumb ass didn't RSVP. Now, let me tell you something about me. If you already know that I'm the flyest chick who ever did it. Okay. I don't know what the it is, but if you already know that if Nyanza hosts something, she going to lay it all out there. I do better than them whack housewives, honey. When I have a group trip, my stuff is all the way. I've been doing, listen, I've been doing group trips before the housewives started doing them. Okay. The reason why the real housewives of Houston called me 10 years ago is because somebody told them bitches that I had my 40th birthday party in Paris and that 50 people came. They had to be like inboxing me and say, is this true? I said, yeah, it is. I've been doing it big for a long time. I don't have to be famous because I'm already famous, honey. Anyway, fast forwarding it to 10 years now, post 50th birth, 40th birthday party. So if I send you an invitation, and then if I send you out a save the date, all right, if I send you a save the date eight weeks prior to the date of the event, then you receive the invitation four weeks prior to the date of the actual event. Then when you receive the invitation on your phone, and you can tell that if it was a paper invitation, it probably would have cost $17 per invitation mailed out before the postage just because of the weight. So when you receive this digital invitation and you look at all of the fantasticness and you even receive the itinerary for what is going to be happening between the hours of 8 p.m. and 12.01 a.m. the next morning and you read all of that fabulousness that's going down. And then you get all three pages of the invitation. And then when you see the box at the top that says will attend or will not attend. And then you choose because you think that you so fly. You choose just to go ahead and read it and then just go ahead and put it to the side. Now, when you get an email 24 hours later that says, hello, invited guest. This is just notice that. The guest list is about to close. The RSVPs, yes, you had until August the 11th to RSVP. However, the invitation was so fly and people wanted to be at the party so badly that within the first 26 hours, people it automatically RSVP'd. Well, all the spots are almost taken. So if I send out an email that says there are only a few spots left, 
to RSVP. When the RSVP closes, you will not be in attendance. Do you hear me? Now, if you get this email and you get the text message and you get eight weeks before the save the date and a month before the event, you get the invitation and your behind still decides that you don't feel like RSVPing. Well, let me just tell you something. Here's the question that you may have. Can I still come to the party? The answer is no, you may not. And then you're going to look at this next little prop that I have that has three exclamation points popping up. And it says, these three exclamation points mean, I MF mean you ain't coming to the party. Yes, I know it sounds harsh. Yes, yes, I know. But let me just put it to you like this. If you knew that 10 years ago, Nyanza was going to turn 50 in August. If you knew two months ago that the bitches party was going to be on August the 27th. If you knew four weeks ago that she sent you out the invitation. If you knew three days ago that you received your invitation. If you didn't think enough of Nyanza L. Moore Esquire and her husband, Eric D. Moore, period. If you didn't think of enough of us to RSVP on time, then I'm not going to pay for your liquor and your food, boo. Do you hear me? Because let me tell you something about the Five Star Five Diamond Post Oak Hotel. They ain't playing no games when they're asking for me to drop all of those sacks. Boom, 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 boom. So, if you were able to be fortunate enough to get your RSVP in on time, I look forward to partying with you, honey. Because I'm going to roll out the black and white car because it's the black and white affair. Those of you who are going to miss it, well, then you missed it. I'm sorry. Because guess what? In friendships, you have to pivot. Let me tell you something. Some people that expected an invitation didn't get one. And I'm going to be very plain. If you are friends with my husband, now let me tell you something about the husband and wife situations, which is very difficult. It's hard to have a balance between husbands and wives and friendships because for two reasons, husbands can be super best friends with another man that's married. All right. If the wives are not super best friends, and it's an affair that is for the husband, then the husband gets to invite his homeboy husband, best friend, and that wife that goes along with that husband. So she gets to attend. Well, that's because the wife is hosting the party for her husband. So when my husband had his 50th birthday party, it didn't really matter if I didn't like some of the people or some of the wives that were married to his friends. I don't care if I like them or not. You get to still come because you're married or you're fiance or you're whatever you are. I don't really care. I'm just hosting this wonderful event for my husband. Well, here's the difference. And it's the same way when it's the wife. Now, it's my fit. You know, I'm a young thing. I'm I'm, I'm two years younger than my husband. I married an older man. (laughs) Anyway, so, so now that it's my birthday... My husband has these wonderful guy great best best friends that he loves. Well, I'm not great girl best friends with the wife. I used to be great girl best friends with the wife when it was my 40th birthday 10 years ago. But now I don't kick it with her no more. 
I haven't really been friends with her for like three or four or five years. So if I haven't been kicking it with you and you're the wife of my husband's best friend, I mean, you're the best, you know what I'm talking about, y'all. I don't have to re-explain it. Well, you used to be my homegirl, but now you're not. I no longer believe in invite in just inviting people just because. I don't invite people to my stuff just because I used to be inviting you all the time. Especially not in, for example, if I feel like, okay, we may have had a, like a partial falling out. Things may have been a little bit resolved. Okay, if they're kind of a little bit resolved and I'm inviting you to everything, everything, and then you're not coming to any of my things. For the last four or five years, but your husband always shows up. Well, then, bitch, you ain't getting invited to my 50th birthday party. And unfortunately, your husband don't get to come either because this is going to be the biggest party of the year. So I'm not inviting you. And let me tell you this and let me make it abundantly plain at 11.02 a.m. And I want you all, all you women out there who thought that we were closer friends than we actually are, we're not. Everything that you ever talked about me or every little hater move, every little slick comment, every little side eye bar, side bar comment you think I didn't really see or you think I didn't really know about. I knew about him, girl, but I don't major in the minor. I don't major in petty. No, I don't I don't go out to lunch and be like, girl, let's go to lunch when you have a conversation. Bitch, I don't want to have lunch with you if I don't like you no more. And usually if I know that you really don't like me and you just want to hang out with me because I got a lot of famous friends and stuff. I have famous friends. Yeah, I do. Y'all saw my famous friends. I ain't famous, but my friends are. I ain't rich, but my friends are. I like to hang around people who are doing better than me. Shoot, I need to learn something from them. And maybe some of y'all need to be stopping hanging around all your whack-ass hater friends that are just mooching and hanging on to you trying to get your life. They're trying to copy you. I like to hang around people who are elevating me because let me tell you something. At this 50th birthday party, y'all ain't going to recognize half the people there that are there because they so daggum famous. They so bally. Be like, dang, I wish I had been rolling with you the last five years, but you haven't been. You haven't been. So if you're one of those homegirls, especially this, if I've been friends with you for like, let's just say 15 years and you didn't get an invitation to my birthday party, I'm sorry. We're not that close anymore. And some women that I have not known for 15 years, I'm sorry. I just met them three years ago, but I like them more than I like you. <laughs> so they'd be kicking it with Nyanza. They didn't have to be around for the 40th birthday party. They didn't even have to know me during Eric's 50th party. Some people, some of these chicks that I just met on, on, on my birthday trip, just on my Mexico trip, I took a group trip for my, bur- my birthday that had like 12 people on it. I was okay with it because you know what? At the end of the day, I like a lot of those women more than I like the women that I've been friends with for 10 years. So I pivoted out of those friendships and I said, you know what? I would rather have these new chicks at my be- at my 50th birthday party than these old heifers that I don't even F with no more. Because guess what? Let me just put it plainly. If you have somebody that you've been friends with for a long time and they have children, this is how you do when you have friends with children. When they have children, you buy gifts for their children. When they run for stuff, you, you support their child. If they ask you to buy ads for souvenir journals when their child is doing stuff, you buy the, you buy the ads for the souvenir journal. If the girl is in the Girl Scouts, you buy 5,500 cookies knowing that you don't eat Girl Scout cookies. If their son is selling something for a soccer team, you buy whatever they got to do. When the girl ends up going to high school and she's the, the queen of the whatever she wants to be, you buy all the stuff that they need. You need to buy a $1,000 front page ad from her, you're going to buy it. You and your husband are constantly writing checks then when the girl wants to join a sorority and then the mom is like can you help her join a sorority and then when you as a good friend decide well if she's going to go ahead and go to the orientation well then you know what i got one better for you girlfriend your girlfriend your daughter's going down there trying to pledge a sorority i don't know nobody at the school but since i'm a dignitary let me go ahead and do this let me go shopping for your daughter 
Let me go buy a dress for her to wear to the orientation and another dress for her to wear to the tea. Matter of fact, let me go buy her the dress, the pantyhose, the accessories, and make sure that I ship it overnight out of state so it can arrive at her at her door, at her apartment on the day so I can make sure she's dressed appropriately while your daughter attends school in another state and my daughter's only six years old. But I want to make sure that I do everything for your daughter to make sure that your daughter is presented well with my money to give her two outfit choices. I don't even get a thank you card in the mail. Not from the mother or the daughter. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. No problem. When the daughter finally does end up getting in the club, when she becomes a graduate, see, God don't like ugly. When she becomes a graduate, finally gets in the club, and I happen to be there on the day that she gets in the club, I'm a dignitary, she doesn't even speak to me. The mother or the daughter And I thought that we were friends, especially when I spent over $1,300 buying gifts in the colors of the sorority and sacked them up in the gifting room for your child. If I spend over $1,500 worth of gifts for your child and put them in the room for the gifting the moment that she crosses and I can't even get a thank you card for the gifts. Sister Nyanza, thank you for bestowing $1,500 worth of Alpha Kappa Alpha paraphernalia on my daughter, Sara Nyanza. Thank you for spending $1,000 on shipping things to my daughter seven years ago when she was trying to audition the first time. Sara Nyanza, thank you. I didn't get a thank you card for that. I didn't get a thank you card for nothing. I didn't get a thank you card for nothing. As a matter of fact, all I get is a, hey, girl. So you know what? No, you're not going to get invited to my 50th birthday party. No. You're not going to get another thing out of me because I remembered 15 years ago when I was helping your daughter. I remember 10 years ago when I was helping your daughter. I remember three years ago when your daughter got her letters and I was helping your daughter and neither you know your, your daughter or your mama. First of all, couldn't even say thank you. I got my own child. When people show you who they are, believe them. When people just want to use you for your money or use you for your connections, believe them. If this person, I already knew that she had been talking mad smack about me. It had already gotten back to me that the mama was a hater of mine for the last seven years. And it was okay. I heard everything, every bit of gossip that she said to me for a long time. And my husband's like, baby, but I think that you should still give her a chance. I said, golly, she talks so much smack about me. It comes back to you. But you best friends with the husband. And I don't want to ruin y'all stuff. Then my mama said, golly, we love the husband so much. But the dadgum wife, she can't stand your ass. What you going to do? I said, you know what? I ain't going to say nothing. I'm going to teach people how to treat me. So what I do, you're not invited to my 50th birthday party. Now you and your husband can't come and your daughter's going to be like, what happened, mama? Well, now you know what happened. All I wanted was a thank you card. I seem to be able to give graduation gifts where I spend $1,000 on Tory Burch for high school graduation. I seem to be spending hundreds and hundreds of dollars on college graduation gifts. I seem to be spending thousands of dollars on debutante gifts. I seem to be spending thousands of dollars on AKA gifts. But I'm sorry, my daughter Kennedy has never received a gift. She's 13. My son Lincoln just turned five two days ago. He's never received a gift. He's five. I'm turning 50. So now let me tell you something out there, ladies and gentlemen. How you pivot in a relationship is by making it plain. You don't have to cheesecake factory, everybody. 
It ain't no more time to go to Cheesecake Factory. If you know who I am and you know my history, I usually break up with people at the Cheesecake Factory. Well, this time it's not even a real breakup. It's just I don't F with you no more. So I'm going to go ahead and cut to a commercial break and now I'm going to teach you how to go ahead and pivot from your man. Because I've been pivoting from relationships all day long, all week long, and using my 50th birthday party as a means of pivoting from you hater women that I know everything you've been saying about me. i just been pretending I didn't know. Yes, girl, I know we frenemies. Girl, no, I, you was my friend to me. That's fine. I just was your friend, but that's okay. I'm not your friend anymore because remember, I don't like you or dislike you. I'm nothing you. Here's what I'm trying to tell you all. You need to pivot from your friendships and be okay with letting them hoes go. You know why? Because they're not your friends anyway. Why do you need to bog yourself? Remember that word bog, B-O-G. Don't bog yourself down with worrying about being done with a friendship. It's okay if you're going to run into that B-I-T-C-H later down the street. Who cares? She ain't doing nothing that you're interested in. More than likely, her life ain't changed. Her life ain't moving in an upwardly bound direction. Because guess what? She's watching me on my videos. If you're doing something, if you're about your life, if you're about your business, people are going to see you shine no matter what. Your haters will always try to come back around. They will always try to figure out a way to have a sideline to the front line of your life you can let them hoes sit on the sideline but you cannot let them hoes have a front row seat to your life you got to stop leaving them uh, keeping them along for the ride you are never listen y'all remember that movie 300 300 was one of the best movies ever made it's one of those comic book graphic whatever whatever's you need to watch 300 all right when you watch 300 you realize you don't need a gang of a million warriors to have your back in your friendship circle. All you need is a tribe of three. I got three. Or 300, like they needed on the war in the movie. You only need them three. Everybody else is just the sprinkle, all right? So I got Jermaine. I got Julia. I got Shanidria. Bam. If I had just my birthday party with my 50th birthday party with just them, baby, let me tell you, me and Julia spent 12 days in, no, we spent 12 days in St. Martin. No, 14 days in St. Martin uh huh, on the Dutch side, living it up, just the two of us. And then we spent four or five days out there in the south of France, just the two of us. I spent four or five days with my bestie Jermaine with our daughters, just a couple of us. But guess what? Me and Jermaine are going to the Grand Prix next May. We're going for like nine days. Yeah, at the end of May, we're going to do a yacht style, rich bitch style. And y'all are going to be all be like, oh, my God, they didn't invite us. No, you're not invited. Because guess what? Some things only your best friends need to experience with you. OK, so you got to keep people on different levels. If you are a woman that needs to get rid of friends, get rid of them now. Don't wait until you're 50. Start getting rid of them at 40. I started at 40 and I perfected it at 49.9. Y'all see that? So how? here's what you need to do to get rid of the dude. Now, th now this is going to be a hard, jagged little pill. Question. Here's the new question. If you stay and endure and pretend to be a good girlfriend and act like and show the man how good of a wife you'll be if he ever married you, will that make the guy marry you faster or will you get the ring faster? Especially if you've been giving him the good good 
Front ways, sideways, crossways, flat from the front, from the back, threesome, orgies, up the butt, up the cooter, up to everything. And D to jaw every day on demand. That's the question. How long, when you've been doing all of those things, do you need to stay with the guy or the girl before it's time to pivot? Here's the other. Here's three exclamation points for you out there. If you're a dummy, listen up. If you're a fool, listen up. If you're going through a heartbreak time right now and been listening to Good Morning Gorgeous by Mary J. Blige on repeat, I listened to that. I listened to that song about 35 times over the weekend on the course of Saturday and Sunday, about 35 times back to back. I think it's about 85 times. I think I'm lying when I say 35, about 85 times. Mm-hmm. I had to say good morning, gorgeous, because I had to remind myself I took a walk to walk down my beach body memory lane. And I was kind of impressed about how a bitch has been able to keep her shit together from from the age of four to 49. I've had no surgeries. I didn't need them. You know why? Because I stayed fine. Because you know what? Here's what I'm going to tell you women out there. I'm not saying that to brag. I'm saying that to tell you why. How you know when it's too long. If you've been with your dude for a year and he hasn't popped a question or put a ring on it, break up. One year is it. That's a maximum. In my day, I gave a dude six months. If you don't have a ring on my finger in six months, I broke up with you. You, don't, you no longer have the option to try to leave me or to try to lead me down some purgatory, Alice in Wonderland rabbit hole spiral of chasing you down. I don't chase men. I'm the one, I am the road runner. I am the runaway bride. I'm the one who should be chased. The moment that you start chasing a man is the moment that you need to tell yourself, okay, it's time for me to pivot. It's time for you to, if the dude is going right, it's time for you to turn left. If the dude is going straight, it's time for you to revert back and go backwards. Whatever way the dude is going and you follow, you find yourself falling behind him, you need to pivot and go the other way. If the guy's all of a sudden the kind of guy that likes to work out 10 times a day and stays in the gym, and now all of a sudden you working out 10 times, staying in the gym, and that ain't never been your lifestyle, now you trying to change yourself to match him, bitch, you need to pivot. It's time. Are you the kind of girl that all of a sudden you with a guy that doesn't drink liquor, so now you stop drinking liquor? Now you act like you don't like champagne? Well, maybe, bitch, it's time for you to find a new man. You need to pivot. Because if you're a lush, if you're an alcoholic, you got a problem. You need somebody you can toast up to, then pivot. That ain't the dude for you. You got a guy that's been on the crack pipe too long. He elevated from weed to crack to heroin. And you're like, well, I thought he just had a problem. But I mean, I can get him some rehab. It ain't your job. It ain't your job to rehab nobody. It's time for you to pivot. Find somebody new. Oh, you found out you had a guy that was dating somebody else at the same time as he started off dating you. You thought you were the only one, but you were really one of two or three. Well... You already done fell in love? It's okay. Break up with the dude immediately, you dummy, and pivot. You ain't supposed to be sharing no man. The moment the dude realizes that you're okay with sharing is the moment you lost, and he will never be yours. Do you hear me? Prime example. I had some friends. I had to drop one dumb broad off from my friendship crew because she's too stupid to hang out with. And guess what? One of these stupid broads, and I hope she's listening today. Girl, you're not stupid. You're dumb. Stupid is different. Stupid is when you're in a stupor. You're not in a stupor. You're dumb. Let me tell you something. And you're not insane. 
the definition of insanity is repeating the same behavior over and over and expecting a different result. Now, there are insane people that do that. That's not insanity. That's dumb. So let me just tell you something about this. This one buffoon fool. I'm going to call her buffoon because we ain't never going to be friends again. I've made that decision. I don't care how many text messages you send me. I don't care if you're one of those people that is on my New Year's, Christmas, uh, Easter, happy uh, Valentine's Day. I send out cards, digital cards to people en masse. I pay for it just to brighten up somebody's day. That doesn't mean that we're friends. Okay. If you and I have broken up our friendship and I send you one of those, that doesn't mean I want to be your friend again. No, it just means that I don't have a black heart. And it just means that my life is so popping that because my life is so popping, your life is probably pretty shitty. Excuse my language. Get your kids out of the room. It's the girl get your act together episode. It's not, it's debatable. So this is not PG 13. This is rated R. So if I send you a holiday card, a digital one, it doesn't mean we're friends. So I don't need you respond back to me, sending me a text about, Hey girl, no, don't Hey girl me. Cause I'm acting like I didn't see it. I'm gonna look at my phone and put it down. So here's what I want to say to that stupid idiot. Now, This particular dumb broad friendship, and I'm going to tell you this because this goes into, I pivoted from this girl and I tried to get her to pivot from this dude and the dumb bitch wouldn't listen. All right. She chased after this dude. Now, this is a good guy. Okay. A good guy by my standards. I don't know what y'all whole standards are, but I believe an alpha male, I don't give a crap if he is screwing every broad in the city. He can still be a good dude. I don't care if he's the biggest whore that's got three or four or five or six different women. He can still be a good, good dude. I don't care if he lies to get the panties to drop. He's still a good dude in my book. I don't care if he's playing two chicks across each other. He's still a good dude in my book. Because let me tell you something. That's exactly what I expect men to do. Men are men. Their job is to chase the punani. Their job is to get as much punani as possible in as short a time frame as possible with doing as little work as possible. Now, if the women are out there and they are giving the men nothing to work for, if they're giving up the punani so quickly that they can't, before they can spell pussy, they done already gave it up. Do you hear me? And I'm not talking about the kind of pussy that purrs. I'm not talking about the pussy cat. I'm talking about the lips that don't speak. Do you hear me? So if they're giving it up so fast that the dude don't have to want for nothing and then he disses you and you're wondering why old boy hasn't called your your whole ass back, it's because you're a slut thought. It don't matter how pretty you are. It don't matter how sexy you are. It don't matter how much you thought you turned that dude out. It don't matter how much money you making. It don't matter if you bought a 5,000 square foot mansion up in the suburbs like a dumbass. It don't matter how many BMWs you got. It don't matter how many times your credit is paid. It don't matter if you got an 850, 950, 1,500 credit score. He don't care about that. All he sees you as is you're a beautiful woman with your stuff together. You got your education. You got your game together, but you gave up the pussy too fast. So now he don't want to talk to you. So I'm telling you this because I know it to be a fact. Those type of the men, those type of men are the only types of men that I'm attracted to. Do you hear me? Let me tell you something, ladies. A man with that kind of game is the only kind of man that I've ever been either engaged to or married to. 
I've been married twice, remember? My first husband played in the National Football League for the Dallas Cowboys. He was a starter, not a bench warmer. He was a marquee player, which means we was making in the M's, okay? So those types of men with those types of personalities, they're the kind of man that they don't even have to ask for the punani. A chick used to, let me tell you, prime example, I was driving my ex-husband's whip. It had his name on the license plate, his nickname on the license plate. I drove up while we were just dating. I drove up to the stoplight. This this random tramp pulls up beside me. What does she do? Blows her horn. Pulls up beside me. Blows her horn because the windows are tinted out jet black. Blows her horn and then rolls down her window, takes her thong and does it out the window like this. I rolled the window down. I said, hey, girl, not today. And rolled that window right back up. Let me tell you something. Every day your man goes out there in the general population. Every day your woman goes out there in the general population. Every day your significant other goes out there in the general population. There will be some whore, some whore woman or some whore man. And if you're a gay man, I'm talking to you. There will be some whole ass dude ready to drop it like it's hot in three seconds to try to see if they can take your spot. Every moment you're with somebody who wants to take your spot. Okay. You're around them all day. Here's where you go wrong. If you're the kind of woman or the kind of man, if you're a gay man in a relationship, if you're a gay woman in a lesbian relationship, let me just tell you this one thing. You better act like heterosexual people in a relationship. Don't you dare give it up too soon. By it, I mean it. Remember when people you say, did they do it? Y'all know what it is. Don't do it. Stop doing it. Let me tell you why. The reason why you are needing to pivot is because you thought that your punani or your D was so good that it could turn anybody out. Y'all listen to that dumb wax song by that lesbian. What's the name that I love? Um, 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 Pussy don't fail me now. I got to turn this brother out so he don't want nobody else. But me and only me as long as the pussy good. Mm-mm-mm. Ain't got it. Yeah, Missy Elliott. Is the, when that song came out, all y'all believed it. Y'all were all dumb. Okay, Missy Elliott was writing a song. She was not writing about real life. All of us bought the record. I bought the record, but I knew I didn't believe that shit. I believe my mama. Remember, this is the cursing episode. Get your kids out of the room. So do not think that the Punani or the D is going to be enough to turn somebody out to put a ring on. It's not. It's not. Let me tell you something. If you are not a male prostitute, you will not be able to turn out another man. He's already had the best gay sex he's going to have. He bought it before he met you, you dummy. Okay? If you are a woman thinking that you're so fine, you got your butt injections, you got your implants pushed up, you've been doing your abs and crunches. For a lot of you, you went out there and got some sneaky surgery to get your gut sucked out to have them etch in some ab muscles or something to make you look like Nyanza on her real body day. So you could try to turn them out. You try to do all these kind of tricks that you saw in the Kama Sutra. You did your leg up over your head. You say, oh yeah, you can go up the butt. Oh yeah, you can do this. Oh yeah, you can stick your dick in my ear and fuck on my head. That's what you said. But what happened? What happened? 
You the, 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 the dude did exactly that. He stuck his dick in your ear and effed with your brain and then had you drinking the dumb Kool-Aid. That's what you did. Yes. What you need to be saying is, dude, please take your dick out of my ear. Because you're fucking with my head. I need to get you out of my brain. I listen to Nyan's and it's time to pivot. So ladies out there, men out there, if you're gay, listen to me. If you've been chasing this one dude over and over and over and he's not already acting faithful and you've already done every trick in the Kama Sutra book, you've already had a threesome, you had an orgy, you gave him what, what they call it, a, 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 a stack of vaginas like that dumb girl Noella Berger did on that show, that stupid show, Beverly Hills Housewives, where she got orange, whatever she was, she got kicked off after one season doing a pussy sandwich. Her dumb ass did a pussy sandwich thinking that was going to keep a man. What did he do? Divorce her on TV. He didn't even tell the bitch where she was. He just said, bye. So let me just tell you something. If you hold your hole, for those of you out there, hole, H-O-L-E. If you're a guy, hold your asshole shut. If you're a woman, hold your vagina shut. Stop giving it out so daggum fast. The old school rules still play the same today. Do you hear me? It doesn't matter how rich the dude is. It doesn't matter how rich the woman is. You will never be able to turn them out because all they want is to experience what you feel like on the inside. Okay? Whether it is your mouth, your, your vagina, or your rectum. They just want to feel it on the inside. Once they have the feeling, they, okay, been there, done that, moving on. This is an exclamation point. This crosses all demographics, all sexuality preferences, all women, all colors, all races, all genders, all rich or poor, you will never, ever, ever, ever get it if you don't make them chase it. Do you hear me? Even the guy that said, I don't want no wife. Every man that ever proposed to me said, I'm not trying to get married. I said, I'm not either. Next thing you know, he down on one knee begging to get married. Oh, I thought you didn't want to get married. Well, I didn't know I was going to meet you. Yeah, you didn't know what you saw until you wanted it. Till you realize it wasn't that easy. It wasn't going to be easy. And guess what? Every day that you make yourself overly available, every day that you let somebody see you chasing them, every day that you wily coyoting these people that you chase, every day that you, <laughs> you running out of breath, you ain't never, ever, you know what? Roadrunner has never been captured. Do you hear me? Roadrunner has never been captured. Bugs Bunny is over 50 years old. Wiley Coyote is in his 90s. He is still chasing the Roadrunner. Now, ladies, men out there, if you've been chasing somebody for a year and they promised you that I don't want anybody who's going to put stipulations on the relationship. Well, guess what? That's cold word for I ain't never going to marry your ass anyway. So it's time for you to leave. If you ask somebody, I don't let anybody give me ultimatums. That's fine. I'm giving myself an ultimatum. I ultimately don't want to be with you anymore. How about this? Never call me again. If you're too stupid to stick to your guns when you know that I'm telling you what you need to hear and what you need to do. If you're too dumb to follow these simple instructions, what you need to do is take that person's phone number. Mm -hmm. Pretend this Tom Ford lip gloss is the phone. You need to look at their, look at their face. Okay. Look at their face. Don't block them on social media now. I'm not telling you to block them on social media. That ain't what you do. That ain't what you do. That ain't what you do. You change their name in your phone to do not answer this MF. Every time that dude 
calls or texts you, or every time that woman calls or text messages you, all you will see is do not answer that mother effer. All right? That's your phone telling you, don't do it. Don't do it. Now, here's what the funny thing will be. You're not even going to have that problem of trying to say, is it going to happen? Is he going to call? Because he's not going to call. He's not going to call unless it's been at least seven or eight days wondering why you're still not chasing. Why you haven't called? Is your phone broken? Is this something new? What has happened? He's seen you on social media, posting up, hanging out. Maybe if you take his pictures off of your social media page or take her pictures off of your page, you don't need to block them. Let them know that your life is still living and popping and popping and popping. And while you're making them look after you like a thirst bucket, now you're doing a role reversal. Now the roadrunner has stopped and slowed down and wonder where the F is Wiley Coyote. Where the F is the coyote? Because Roadrunner is like, dang, I got time to take a gosh darn Perrier break. I mean, I'm not being chased. Where's the fun in that? I mean, I'm out here in the Grand Canyon and there's no coyote. So now what is Wiley Coyote supposed to, what is Wiley Coyote doing? Where's Wiley Coyote? Then Roadrunner decides to pivot and starts trying to figure out why is Wiley Coyote not calling my phone? Why do I see Wiley Coyote now out having drinks and cocktails at happy hour and not asking me, hey, boo, you coming to meet me? Why is Wiley Coyote now all of a sudden looking like they're dressing sexier? Why is Wiley Coyote all of a sudden losing all of her hair and chase, turning into Roadrunner? Uh-oh. Why is now Roadrunner putting on track shoes, turning around, pivoting? If you stop the chase, now listen to me. Some of you have gone too long. Some of you have been chasing a dude. Now, this one friend that I'm never going to be friends with again, I've already made it up in my mind. I'm going to say this out there. And I hope for her sake that she's listening or her whack friends that are still friends with her that are too dumb to tell the bitch to pivot are still listening. This woman, I told her the truth about this dude that she was chasing for five years. Because my godmother told me. Actually, my godmother told me to tell her the truth. My godmother pegged it out. She said, Nyans, I'm telling you, that girl right there, you need to stop being friends with her. She's too stupid. I said, what, Godmother? <laughs> My Godmother told me this in 2018, honey, at the Houston Boulay. She said, your friend is too stupid for you to hang out with. I said, but I love her. We've been friends for so many years. Oh, my God. Don't say that, Godmother. Nyanza, she's too stupid to be your friend. She is running after that Negro, and he don't want her. I said, Godmother, don't say that. She said, Nyanza, why don't you just tell her the truth? I said, because I don't want to hurt her feelings. Well, two years later, I decided to tell her the truth, and the bitch got mad at me. I said, number one. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this plainly. You've been chasing after this dude for five years. He's never made you his girlfriend. He's dating two of my other friends at the very same time he's effing you. I'm not mad. I'm not mad at him. He's doing what men do. I don't even have a problem with it. You can't make me mad at him. I knew him before I knew you. He was in my wedding. He stood up with my husband and all those other horish men that were standing up beside him. All my husband's friends were alpha males. All of them were bowed at dudes. I mean, there was only one loser. I mean, but but he was a good guy. Matter of fact, half the women in my bridal party tried to get with him. He slept with half of the women in my bridal party. This particular chick slept with two of the groomsmen. I told all my friends, my husband 
that I'm marrying is great. All of his friends are whores. That's just who they are. They're all handsome, whoring, alpha men, all educated, all Greek, all sexy, all everything, all that in a bag of chips. My husband is an only child. He don't have no siblings that are just like him, but all of his friends are just like him. But the way I got my husband was not being a hoe. And the way I got my husband was was cursing him out. And the way I got my husband was making sure I didn't need him and making sure that he he understood. I don't need you, boo, for nothing. Not no money, not no sex, not no nothing. I got my own everything. I can sleep in my handbags. I can sleep in my bins because I bought it myself. I bought my Birkin myself. I bought my bins myself. I bought his bins for him. So when you're that kind of chick and you have that kind of attitude, if you meet a dude in 10 minutes, he's going to want to marry you, no matter if he's in the NFL, NBA, national, whatever league, whatever the league, whatever he's a corporate dude, a plantation dude, don't matter. That's why I can be engaged five times in five minutes. Dude, to meet me, be like, I don't want to get married. Yes, yes, you do. You're telling yourself that, but you ain't met them. I gave my girlfriend the same formula. But what I didn't know about my girlfriend was that she was a whore. Now, your friends don't tell you how much of a hoe they really are. You know, see, you have your girlfriends that are all upwardly mobile, black women, black girl magic and stuff. And what they tell their friends, like, girl, I'm all churchy. Girl, yeah, girl, I'm teaching vacation Bible school. Girl, yeah, I'm in the church every Sunday. But they're some of the biggest sluts you've ever seen in your life. You think that your friends are upwardly mobile and wonderful and wonderful and they're good to set up with these guys and that the guys are the ones that have the problems. But really, your girlfriend's a hoe. She's been chasing the dude too much. She gave up too much too soon. She's doing tricks in the bedroom that the guy thinks that a woman like that should not be doing if he wants to marry her. She's doing all kinds of stuff. She ain't dressing right. She's hanging out too much in her clubs. She makes herself too available. She's texting too much and she's too dang needy. Now, if I tell my friend don't be any of those things, then all they do is be all of those things. And then they wonder why my, my husband's friends don't like them or just screw them over and then end up dating three of my friends at the same time as them. And they're like, girl, I cannot believe that you're letting him date your other friends too. I said, well, you're not married to him. It's not his fault. And guess what? This dumb broad, she's so busy being mad at me for telling her, girl, why are you chasing him? He's like my husband, one of my husband's best friends. I knew the dude before I knew you. That ain't the kind of way to get the dude to want you, B. You're doing the wrong stuff. What you're doing ain't going to work. Please don't F him on the first hour you meet him. Please don't give him. Please. I, I, I was on my knees. I begged my friend, please don't give up the pussy too fast. Please, please, please. This bitch gives it up in the first 35 minutes. 35 minutes flat. She's on her back. Then gonna come back and tell me, looking like a Cheshire cat. Hey, girl. Girl, I think I really like him, girl. I said, girl, how was your weekend, girl? She said, girl, it was good. I said, uh-oh, uh-oh. Well, that just means you effed out too soon. Girl, well, you know, I hadn't had any in so long, but girl, it was so good. Girl, ooh, girl, girl, it was good. I said, okay, that's fine. So you did, So you gave it to him when I told you not to. Well, nah, but he's not like you said he was. I said, so then you've been my friend for over 10 years, and he was in my wedding before I knew your dumb ass, and you want to act like I don't know the dude, but you know him better than me when you just met him 32, 32 minutes ago, and I know he's a whore because he's just like my husband was when they met. I met them on the same day, him and all of his whore friends, and you're trying to tell me that he's not the way I said he was? And what happened was he did exactly what 
he's supposed to do as a man. Get the pussy and never call the bitch back again. And what happens? It ends up turning into a relationship between me and my former friend to where she's boohooing to me on the phone. Girl, I don't understand this. I deserve so much better. I have so much more to offer. Why is he doing this to me? I mean, I have an education. I don't, I mean, I'm just the perfect catch and I've been getting my body right and I'm blah, 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 and I just don't understand why he's not calling me when he said he would. He said he was going to call me after the show went off and he didn't call me and he, I said, said bitch did you do that shit to him is this what you said to him I said well I want to break up with you right now what I said because you're thirsty I said if this is what you did to him on the phone if you just literally are calling me telling me that you called him on the phone after he didn't call you back after he said he was at work watching a movie with his co-workers and after he got done watching the movie he would call you or text you after the movie was over, the Negro forgot to call you. And the next morning you decide to call him at eight o'clock in the morning and be like, what happened? Be a text. What happened to you? I thought you were going to call me. What happened? Blah, blah, blah. I said, bitch, are you 12? Did you really do him like that? She said, girl. Yeah. I said, you need to throw your phone in the trash. I said, girl, let me tell you something. I I, I, th- I mean, you and I have been friends for a long time, but that dude ain't never going to call you again. And you know what happened? Guess what he told her? He told her this. You know what, doll? I mean, I think it was good for a little while, but I don't really think that we're cut out for this. I don't think I'm cut out for a committed relationship. That mother effer told her that stuff 45 minutes after her going needy bitch on him via text after they had been screwing each other very well. I'm sure she was giving up the pussy very well for a good strong three weeks. It took her three weeks to become a thirst bucket, chasing dude, road running type of chick. And then for the next three weeks after that, she's calling me on the phone, figuring out how she can beg him back even having me ask my mama, ask your mom what I should do. I said, my mama going to tell you the same shit. She turns 50 on her 50th birthday because she had already effed it up with the dude. Then me and my mama got to take her ass to eat on her 50th birthday because she didn't listen to what I said. And my mama had to tell her this, girl, stop crying on your 50th birthday. Don't cry. Now, I ended up bought you a Louis Vuitton scarf. Nyanza done bought you some hunter boots. Nyanza done bought you a whole bunch of stuff. Nyanza done caked your butt so well that now you don't even have a reason to be crying over no dude. You didn't do what my daughter told you to do, but now we're feasting you so we can make you feel good about being 50. Happy birthday. And then my mama said, she's too dumb to be your friend. You need to go on and tell her the truth. So what I do, I told her sister. I never really met her sister before. I told her sister. I said, let me tell you something. I can't tell your sister this, but maybe coming from you, it'd be different. Let me tell you, she's too thirsty. She run her ass down there behind this dude. She needs to stop doing that. That ain't the way to get the dude. This dude is a whore. He's like my husband. I love this dude. And let me tell you something. He's like my brother from another mother. He ain't going nowhere. He ain't going nowhere. No matter what happens between her and him, she will be dropped off at the curb. He will never be dropped off. He is one of my husband's best friends. He has been here since he stood up for us at the wedding. This Negro will be here for life. I don't know what's going to happen to her ass. I'm just trying to be real. Now, 
That was three years ago. Fast forward to now, it's my 50th birthday. And my brother from another mother is going to be down here for my 50th birthday with a new chick. Do you hear me? He's moved on to somebody who didn't chase him. So girls out there, if you need to pivot, if you've been chasing a dude for too long, if you want to get mad at your friend for telling you what to do and what not to do, if you're out there screwing dudes too fast, acting like a big old hoe, your pussy ain't going to turn the dude out. That's a lie that you heard on that song. You need to delete that song. Missy Elliott don't know what she's talking about. She was really talking about a woman anyway. We all know she's a lesbian. Homosexual men out there, don't give it up too soon. Because guess what? You ain't going to be able to turn him out. He's been having too many escorts and orgies out there in Las Vegas. Ain't nothing you can do. Ain't nothing you can do except a girl vagina. That'll impress him. And since that ain't going to happen, hold out for as long as possible. If you've been chasing for somebody for too long, don't chase him no more. Go ahead and use this time. Use Nianza's 50th birthday year as a time to pivot. If you're out there and you got a dead-end job, if you're some, if you at a plantation job where the white people are trying to run you off, why don't you go ahead and quit them? Let them have it. Why don't you go ahead and parachute your black butt out the door and be like, here you go, crackers. You can have this plantation. I don't need this no more. Or if you got a black boss and you're white, be like, here you go, bitch. I don't want to work around none of y'all hood rats no more. That's you white girls need to tell some of these black women y'all work for. Because black women can be Karens too. If you're out there, you got a crappy job that ain't paying you what you worth, say, you know what? I can do bad by myself. You don't need to stay with them whack friends. You don't need to stand that whack dude, that whack woman you've been chasing your ass after that ain't never going to slow down. You need to turn into the freaking roadrunner and let Wiley Coyote chase your ass around. You got a whack job? Quit that mother effer before it makes you lose your damn mind. D- girl, get your act together, baby. I hope I I was able to give you some of this knowledge and drop it on you. You need to pivot. I hope I was able to tell some of y'all out there how to get rid of your haters real quick. I hope I was able to go ahead and enlighten, enlighten some of you mother effers out there on the reason why you're not invited to my party, on the reason why you're going to see some people that just been friends with me for the last four months. They've been friends with me for four months, and I was like, Drake, no new friends. But let me tell you something. I can read a bitch's heart in a heartbeat. And if I can read a good bitch real quick, I don't mind her coming to my 50th birthday party and dropping off a bitch from 15 years ago and be like, bitch, you can't come. You're not coming, but the new chick is. And guess what? I'm good at picking out chicks. If you're too dumb to be around my crew and when I'm turning 50, I'm dropping off all dumb bitches. All dummies are dropped off. If you're too stupid to RSVP on time, you must be one of the dummies. If you're smart enough to drop off that dude and say, you know what, Nyanza, me and the dude ain't together no more. I'm coming as a solo. I already knew that. That's why your invitation only had you and no guest. Okay? You come by yourself to my birthday party. If you're one of my single girlfriends that had enough sense to RSVP early, guess what? I got a treat for you. I got a whole lot of sexy bachelors coming to my black and white party. Because let me tell you about something about me, baby. Everybody that comes to my party knows it's going to be a hookup fest. Everybody that comes to my party already knows that if you see a single man there, you see a single woman there, they have already been properly vetted. So long as you don't go ahead and have sex that night, you may end up betrothed and I may end up being at your wedding. The question of the day is, number one, did you get your invitation and reply RSVP on time? Huh? Did you get it? RSVP on time. Number two is here. Yes. If the answer is yes. Number two is if you're single, you better come bringing it because I got a whole lot of eligible bachelors and a whole lot of eligible bachelorettes. You want to dress up for my party? You don't have to worry about what to wear. It's formal. It's black tie. It's black and white. Come in black or white or a combination of both. Y'all saw how Cruella DeVille did it. 
I'm Cruella, baby. Do you hear me? I want to see the black and white. I want to see your sequins and your sparkles. I want to bring it like you're going to the Oscars. It ain't going to be nobody up there pimp slapping nobody. Everybody that's invited there is supposed to be there. I'm going to show you a banging good time. I'm going to show you how to drop bitches off at the curb. And I'm going to show you how to make new friends and how to treat your friends. How to go ahead and pivot at your job with your friends and with your man or with your homeboy or with your girlfriend. Everybody, I hope you've enjoyed this episode Girl, get your act together. You can follow me on my podcast. You can follow me on my YouTube channel. I know you're going to want to listen to it. I know you're going to want to rewind and rewind and rewind. If you don't know who I was talking about, if you think I was talking about you, then I was. If you think I wasn't talking about you, then I wasn't. Whatever it is you think I was talking about, that's exactly what it is. Whatever message you got from today's show, that's the message you were intended to get. Whatever you thought you heard, that's exactly what you heard. If you need to rewind me, go ahead and rewind me. If you need to like, tag, share, and post, go ahead and do it right now because let me tell you something there is a reason why God gave me this gift called my mouth because I decided last night when I had my conversation with my mother I had a 20-year goal that I was trying to reach and I've decided after 20 years this goal is no longer my goal I'm telling that to my godmother my mother my sister and my best friend It's no longer my goal. Y'all know what that was. I don't give a shit about it anymore. I'm just going to focus on my radio show, put my 10,000 hours in here, because guess what? Guess what? My channel is popping. My numbers are popping. My show is popping. Girl, get your act together, because let me tell you, if you ever need somebody to tighten you up, Buttercup, I'm the one to do it, because I'm unapologetic. I practice what I preach. When I tell you I got something for you, I got something for you. I don't need to use your life as an example. I can use my own life, because I have been through it all, baby. Let me tell you something. I said something shocking in front of my 13-year-old daughter. My 13-year-old daughter didn't realize mommy had been engaged five times. I shocked her. Yes. I was at the post oak hotel with my daughter doing a run through at 11 at 11 PM, just the two of us. So she could see exactly where mommy was doing. Cause mommy's having two parties. Mommy's had one party on Saturday and one party on Sunday, which is very exclusive. The Sunday party is very, very exclusive. You haven't got an invitation to that because you're not invited <laughs> anyway. So I took Kennedy out there. And when I was talking to one of the ladies who said, Oh, you're the one who's having the whole weekend of events. Yes. Yes, I am. Oh, I, they said, she said, well, girl, I'm trying to get myself together. I said, well, girl, you need to listen to my podcast called girl, get your act together. She said, cause I'm 49 years old and I got this man that ain't treat me right. I said, well, girl, you need to pivot. I had a two second conversation. She said, girl, I need to listen to you. And this was my waitress. So my daughter sitting beside me. And then I said, yeah, I said, because, you know, I've been married. I've been engaged five times. The lady's like, you've been engaged five times. I said, yeah, it ain't never been a problem for me to get him to do to marry me. My daughter was like, oh my God, mommy, you've been engaged five times. I said, we'll talk about that later, Kennedy. I'll tell you that when, I, when you're 15. Everything is at a stage. She doesn't even know I've been married twice. You're supposed to lie to your kids. Anyway, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. We're going to go ahead and cut out early so we can pay these bills. You're going to be able to listen to this on the Rewind. I'm going to share this to my social media. You're going to hear this on my podcast, The Girl Get Your Act Together. You're going to hear it on my YouTube channel that's already in the works. Some things you can see, some things you can't see. You're going to have to get a subscription to my service so a bitch can get rich because you know you want to hear me dropping this knowledge. And I got to be able to use all of this colorful language for you because let me tell you something. I've been cursed for a long, long, long time in praising Jesus every day because that's why I'm blessed with him. Ta-da! She's wearing the Gucci Adidas. It's a black and white party. I'm trying to keep it black and white. I'm trying to make it plain for you, baby. If you ain't been listening, girl, get your act together. Boy, get your act together. Bitches, get your act together. People, get your act together. Get it together with Nyanza. Bye, everybody.